I'm Anya, and I spent decades compartmentalizing and suppressing the different parts of myself. I woke up at age 40 exhausted, confused, and completely out of alignment. These days, I am definitely not your run-of-the-mill bored housewife. So if you are tired of the shame narrative around sex and pleasure, and you're ready to be all facets of yourself, let's create sexual alchemy. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, loves. It has been a while since I sat down to do a solo episode, and I just feel like there are some things to share and to talk about that don't really have anything to do with another guest, just some happenings along the way in my journey. First of all, we're in a new year. It's 2022, and we haven't quite hit February as of the moment that I'm recording this. It's January 27th right now. And I've been feeling the last couple of years as though the new year doesn't really kick off. That energy doesn't really kick in for me until February. And so here we are on the cusp of February, and I feel it. I feel it around the corner. I feel it kicking in. And so I've decided that at least in my life, (laughs) I'm deeming the month of January of every new year a bit of like the calendar purgatory. (laughs) I think that the real calendar, you know, only has about 11 months in it. And we get this one month every year called January that is just really a transition, a transition from what was to what is going to be to wrap things up with a little bit more gentleness, a little bit more grace, a little bit more ease. So I'm claiming that for myself. (laughs) So I'm not a huge person for New Year's resolutions. I don't think that I need to resolve to change anything about myself or to be something different or to change my body or, you know, whatever each year. But I am somebody who likes to think about intentions and what I would like to manifest in my life or bring about some change. So this year, as I was thinking about setting intentions, as you might've heard, if you listened to the episode with Miss Nookie a few weeks ago, she was describing herself in her intro about how powerful she is as a pimptress and cuckoldress and monoromantic woman. And she just hit me out of the blue that the energy that she was swinging around as we were talking felt so enticing to me and a little bit intoxicating. And it hit me that a couple days earlier, I'd been thinking about my intentions, but I didn't have in mind anybody who would be a really good expander for me in that. And the intentions that I was thinking about were stepping into my own power and finding my way of being dominant for myself, first and foremost, but also within my relationship. And also what I have learned about myself in recent weeks and months is that an enormous core value of mine is freedom. And freedom can look a million different ways, but I'm 
ready to explore that word for myself in 2022. And as I heard Nookie talking about these things that she identifies herself as, I thought I'm getting a two for one on expanders here because hot damn, this woman is both in and owning her power and she exudes freedom, freedom to be who she is, freedom to explore what she wants to explore, freedom to step into any paradigm she desires, any container she desires and own it with her own ease and grace. And so it gave me a bit more frame of reference for what it is that I want to step into. And of course, I won't be copying Nookie. She's an amazing, amazing human, but I got to do my own thing and find my own path. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as I declared for myself that these are things that I wanted to be working on in 2022, things that I'd like to step more into and own as a core value for myself, I was presented with opportunity after opportunity (laughs) to really figure out whether or not I'm going to step into that. And today's not about getting into those things, but what I can tell you is when you set an intention, the universe is fucking there for it. They are going to meet you where you're at (laughs) and they're going to say, all right, you asked for this. Here you go. We're going to give you some opportunities to grow into these things that you say that you want, that you say that you are. And the last few weeks has been a hell of a journey for me in figuring out how is it that Anya is going to step into her power? How is it that I'm going to do that in a way that is authentic to me and isn't informed by the rest of the world, isn't informed by any kink or kind of role-playing that isn't informed by anything other than my own North Star. And my North Star resides within me. And I know that I have this part of myself that guides me even when I'm not aware of it. But part of my intentions also are to become so much more aware of what I'm being guided to. So in an effort to go a little deeper then with these intentions, I think I may have mentioned previously on the show that starting about two years ago, I went on my first plant medicine journey. And since then, I have continued to explore with certain natural um, substances in terms of plant journeying and also some synthetic um, substances that have been incredibly powerful for me. And this is a journey that I knew was going to go pretty deep and that there were going to be a lot of layers to it. So two years ago, I did my first ceremony with psilocybin with a small group of people in the mountains, in a place where it is legal. (laughs) Um, And it was remarkable 
It was impactful. It was incredible. And I took a pretty long break then after that. I did not really touch another substance other than alcohol um, for a little while. I think it was about a year, a year and a month or so. And at that point in time, I had my first experience with MDMA. And I did that a couple few times over the course of 2021. And that was also really interesting, really heart-opening experiences. And then I took a journey down to Mexico in the summer of 2021 and had what I can only call, (laughs) and it sounds dramatic, but it's true, a very life-altering experience with ayahuasca. And there are a lot of podcasts out there that can tell you a lot about the details and the science and the sacredness of ayahuasca. And I encourage you, if this is intriguing to you at all, to go do a little bit of a deep dive into some of those. But what I'm going to share is that for me, I journeyed deep into the depths of myself over the course of six days, um, five and a half days, really. There were four journeys that we went on, four different ceremonies that I sat through. And I'll pull a couple nuggets out of it because some of it's just for me and some of it's stuff that I hold dear to myself. But I think there are some stories that can kind of just paint a little bit of a picture about if you feel called to this type of a journey and doing this type of work within yourself, what can open up for you? And I'll start the first night. Um, There's no mistaking it when the medicine hits you, right? You sit there and you're wondering and you're wondering what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And all of the sudden, you realize that there is something present with you. And it's, it is a spirit. It is an entity. It is not just you. You have a guide <laughs> getting ready to take you on a journey through, when I say the underworld, I'm certainly not talking about any sort of hell construct or anything, but it is that which lives beneath the surface within you. And as I lay there on my mat that night, it became unmistakable that I was being taken under and I was being guided there. And I remember likening it to my first psilocybin experience, which felt like when I was first pulled into it, I I felt like I was kind of stepping into kind of a carnival. You know, you see all the psychedelic um, you know, kind of videos and you hear the music and, and the imagery that comes to life with a lot of that. And it felt very much like that. 
And what I will say about the psilocybin experience is for the most part, it kind of stayed in that realm for me. And I took a pretty fucking heavy dose. (laughs) Um, We were encouraged to take what they call a heroic dose at that retreat. And I was my first time ever. And I, I took slightly more than five grams. So it was not a light journey, but I just remember it kind of kept in that realm and lots of beautiful awarenesses and things, but it didn't really take me a whole nother level deeper. And what I was laying there on my mat that first night with ayahuasca, I remember having a very similar entry point with that kind of kind of psychedelic experience and the colors and the kind of kaleidoscopy tie-dye experience. And then all of a sudden I hear a voice say, okay, are you ready? And I said, yes. And the only thing I can say is that something, some trapdoor beneath me opened up and I was falling through the sands of time. And I was held. I didn't feel scared, but I knew that I was going to a level and a layer of myself that I have never experienced before. And when I hit the ground in that experience, I was smack dab in the middle of my childhood in some pretty painful and traumatic experiences. And it felt as real to me in that moment on that mat in the open air Palapa in Mexico as it did when I was an eight-year-old girl watching my best friend get screamed at and abused by her dad in front of me. And for the next little while, I just was so deeply aware of the pain, the pain that I was experiencing for her, some pain that I experienced for myself, for other people. Um, And I, I just started getting these awarenesses about myself through this experience, about my ability to be an empath about my ability to relate to people. And it became very clear to me that those experiences were crucial for me to have as difficult as they might've been. They were crucial for me to have because I needed to have this ability to connect in with people and to relate to people and to have empathy and curiosity about what people are experiencing in their lives. And so there was that truth that was delivered to me within moments of the medicine kicking in. And all I can say is that the rest of that night was incredibly powerful, moving through some of that trauma and that grief with the help of the beautiful assistants that were there. And all the while I was having this experience, the shaman was leading the ceremony, both in word and music. And there was a whole team of people that was playing the most inspired and divine music to lead us through the journey. And it was an enormous part of that experience too. And so that was night one. And I had a lot of really beautiful experiences night one too. I got to do a lot of smiling and a lot of releasing, but it was a pretty somber experience for me overall that night. 
A lot of grief moved through me. So going into night two, I didn't know what to expect. And one of the things that you hear with plant medicine is that there could be a lot of purging involved. And by purging, it can happen in any number of ways. It can happen through tears. It can happen through vomit. It can happen through feces. (laughs) There's a lot of different ways that purging can occur. But night one, there was not in my remembrance, was there ever a moment that I thought I was going to purge anything other than tears. And like I said, it was dramatic. I mean, the, the, the room knew that I was having this experience and people were in their own experience. They didn't care about me. It's not about you. It's, you know, you're having your own experience on your mat. But night two, there was just a different tinge in the air for me. And I knew that it was going to be a really different and very powerful experience. But it wasn't going to be one about sadness. I I felt that that had been basically purged the first night. And the second night felt like it was going to be about growth. And so, you know, I prepared. I did my own little kind of ceremonial stuff. I pulled some cards. One of the things that I'll say is that um, in this particular experience, there were, I considered each night or each ceremony to have kind of three movements because we were offered servings of the medicine three different times. And I don't even remember how many servings I took. That's pretty inconsequential on in any of the ceremonies. But there was still this air of movement, um, you know, waves kind of of energy. And the first wave of that night, of the second night for me, was one of stubbornness. Um, because that night I had a lot of kind of audible experiences with the medicine. Um, and what I mean by that is that it literally spoke to me. And so I get my first cup and I take my serving and I take it in front of the shaman. And then I go back to my mat and I, you know, kind of wait for things to kick in while others are getting their servings. And again, for the second time, she says to me, get ready. I guess the first night she said, are you ready? (laughs) But second night she says, get ready. And what I learned really quickly was that she was going to demand a purge from me that night that was not just crying. She wanted me to surrender. She wanted me to release control over whatever it was she felt that I needed to surrender. And that whole first wave was basically a back and forth of her telling me to give it up and me saying, no, I can't. And I kept like bending over my bucket and laughing and crying into my bucket with stubbornness. And finally she said to me, okay, lay down. It's going to be a long night. You're going to need your rest, but you're going to give me what I'm asking for. And so I laid down on my mat and I just surrendered to the ground. And I could tell that the first wave was ending and that it was time for a second serving if we were going to have one. And what they tell you is, you'll know. She'll tell you if it is time for you to get up for a serving or she'll tell you if you are meant to kind of stay back and experience what you're experiencing longer. 
and she's clear as day to me said, you're, you're going to be first in line. I want you first in line. And so the shaman called for us to get up and I stood right up and I went to him and he looked at me with a very knowing look on his face. And he just said, talk to me what's going on. And I said, well, I feel like I'm in a bit of a battle and she's demanding something from me. And she's telling me we're in for a long night. And he chuckled a little bit. And then he just looked at me and he said, okay, it can be a long night if you want. It doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to be a battle. You can just surrender, but that's up to you. And I took my serving that he gave me and I went back to my mat. And obviously I still had medicine in my system from the first wave. And so I laid down on my mat and she said to me, get up, take your bucket and go outside. And I proceeded to spend the next two hours out in the garden, basically giving birth to myself (laughs) and surrendering this purge that she wanted from me. And I have no idea how much I actually purged. There were moments I looked down in my bucket and it was empty. And there were moments I looked down in my bucket and it was half full. But I do know that I did surrender. And in doing so, when I finally did, (laughs) it was the most beautiful surrender ever. It felt very purposeful. I'm somebody who's always hated throwing up. And so for me, I think I was, it was the fear of actually vomiting that was holding me back. And it was such a beautiful experience because I could literally see in the bucket as I was letting go of all of this stuff, I could see what it was. I could see what I was dumping into the bucket certain toxicities, certain traumas, certain feelings. And I knew every single thing that I was putting in there. And when that was done, I walked to the sacred spot and did what we were taught to do, which is offer it back to the earth and leave your bucket there face down and somebody will come get it and clean it and bring you a new one. And she said to me, okay, go back to your chair. And in the garden, I was sitting outside still and everybody else is in the temple, the open air temple. And I just laid there on this chair for the next, who knows how long, hour, hour and a half, and just kind of had this birthing process of myself. And of course I wasn't giving birth. Obviously this is, you know, a hallucinogenic experience, but, but I knew that what I was being told is it's time for you to step into something new. It's time for you to let go of this past identity you've had of yourself the first 44 years of your life. And you are stepping into a new identity and you need to claim it and you need to rise up into the woman that you are meant to be and do the work in this world that you're meant to be doing And you are meant to walk through the world in a different way than you have in the past and talk in the world in a different way than you have in the past. 
And she was showing me the way. She helped me understand how to hold my head differently, how to hold my posture differently, how to walk differently. And by the end of that second wave, she had walked me through going back inside and observing the ceremony that was going on in there and other people's experiences. And she was telling me, this is work you're meant to do. It may not look just like this, but you're meant to work with people. You're meant to help people heal. You're meant to help hold space for people as they go through their own transformations, their own experiences. And I'm not going to let you live small anymore. It's time to grow up, girl. You are meant to be living from a different place. And it's time. And that was so impactful. I, every step that I took for the rest of the week, every bite that I took for the rest of the week, every moment, every conversation I had. And since that time, it has all been different. And I don't really know how to explain that, but it just is. And I know that that was step one of a transformation. And I'm here still probably processing step one. But the reason that I'm talking about this and the reason I'm telling you all of this is it's time for me to go on another journey. So this weekend, I am hopping on a plane and flying somewhere and sitting in ceremonies for about 48 hours. And we will be doing ayahuasca in the evening. And then I'll be introducing a new medicine that I've never worked with before. It's called San Pedro or Wachuma, depending on how you identify it. And my understanding of it, never done it before, is that it is a medicine that will kind of open you up in your heart and allow you the opportunity to process the experience you had the night before with ayahuasca a little differently. And it will kind of help integrate that experience that you had the night before and open you up even further for the second night of ceremony with ayahuasca. And then again, the next day, the last day that we'll be sitting in ceremony together will be with Wachuma again. And trust me, I don't think plant medicine is the only way to do this type of self-exploration. And I certainly don't think it's for everyone. I think, I think it truly does need to be something that you feel called to and feel deeply, deeply within yourself that you're meant to explore and experience. But for me, that's where I'm at. And that is where I've been along the way, other than the experiences I've already talked about, I have done psilocybin more and it's been very deeply meaningful and very impactful in different settings. I've also done some microdosing with it, which has been really amazing. It has been really interesting to see the way that that has impacted me in terms of my focus, my creativity, my energy, and then also how it impacts my, my intuition, to be honest. And 
I just think that this is, I'm at a time right now where because of the way the last few weeks have played out in my life and I've been given these opportunities to see where I need to grow, grow into my power, claim my freedom in lots of different ways and explore and express that differently. This opportunity just kind of landed in my lap. And I'm not going to say I hadn't been looking at other opportunities, but nothing had felt quite right until I got a message from someone that I know through another community about this weekend. And I just heard from an internal place within myself, yeah, that's a, that's a fuck yeah. You're going to go on that. And you're going to do that. And so here I am. I'm going to jump off again and we'll see where I land on the other side. When I first started recording tonight, my intention was that I would talk for 10 or 15 minutes, maybe 20, about past experience with ayahuasca. And then I was going to cut that off and say, all right, I have a little brief interlude here for you. And then I'm going to come back and do another little wrap up for you about the actual experience itself. But here I am, (laughs) nearly 30 minutes in. Obviously, this is its own episode, and we will do a follow-up. And I think that's wise, because when you do do these type of intensive experiences, you're unpacking it for quite a long time. You know, I told you I did my first psilocybin experience in February of 2020. I didn't take another substance until March of 2021. I did ayahuasca in June of 2021. And here I am circling back to her again. And so some people like to do lots of intense experiences, even monthly. Um, For me, that's not how it's felt aligned, but to each their own and everybody's journey is individual. So I'm feeling extremely honored. I'm feeling extremely reverent. And really looking forward to the sacredness that this weekend is going to hold for me. And so as with sacred experiences, I'll take my time, I'll process it, and I'll see you for another solo episode about it down the road. And in the meantime, I would just love to hear from any of you about your New Year's intentions, if you have intentions what are they? I'm sure I have other ones, but the ones that really stick close to my heart right now are, you know, that stepping into my power and freedom. And I am excited to journey along with the rest of you and tell you how those intentions turn out for me this year. So happy 2022, everyone. And I'm so thrilled to be on this journey with all of you. And I consider everybody who chooses to spend time with me in this space and grant me their time and their energy to be friends and family of mine. So I'm honored to share my journey with you too. Until next time. 